Brokenness is the bow from which God launches the arrow of healing. Louis Giglio. This is Life in Perspective, Episode 2, Don't Die Here. Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective. This is episode two. If this is your first time tuning in, I would like to personally welcome you to the family. My name's Brenda Palmer, and this is my podcast. If you've been here before, welcome back. Yo, we're gonna jump right into episode two. Before we do, we have to acknowledge that we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Not much has changed. We're still on lockdown. We are still social distancing, and it's getting real out here, y'all. Like, it's really getting real. And I was talking to a friend, and I was like, yo, I think a lot of people are, like, coping with this by not really accepting that this is our reality. It's like they are just carrying on with life as best as possible, as if it's normal, and not even acknowledging how it's making them feel. And the reality of that is that that can be extremely dangerous, because when it finally sets in, it's like we will be in shock. And while we were talking about the pandemic, I'm like, yo, that's sometimes how life is, that things are so traumatic for us and they hurt and they remind us, um, they just like bring up pain and we start to ignore them and we begin to function as if it didn't happen. And that is so, so dangerous. And I realized that for me, it's exactly what I did. I packed up, I moved away, came to LA, I attempted to start a new life and then I I realized that I had not dealt with the reality of what had happened and what was going on in my life. Um, it was really not a healthy thing. Um, I think sometimes as people of faith, we use our faith as a mask. It's like we cover up how we truly feel and we bury our emotions. We bury our pain. We bury the things that we've been through. And in actuality, they show up again as deep as we try to bury them they show up again. And so for me, the reality is the first step to not dying in your broken place is to be honest that you are broken and that you are existing in a broken place. Sometimes it's really hard for us to acknowledge it because we don't want to truly deal with how a certain thing made us feel. And as people of faith, we know how to cover up some stuff. I think we sometimes use our faith as a mask. It's like when you ask someone, how you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. It's like, but how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? How's your heart? You know, how are you really, really feeling? And I think for me, the first step to not dying in my broken place was having an honest moment about my broken place. It was first having an honest conversation with myself and acknowledging how I felt. Um, I moved straight to LA. I uh, didn't really have a plan. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have a connection to a job. I didn't have a place to live on my own. I was staying with a friend. And the reality is when I got here, I was like, okay, you know, I did what I did. I experienced what I experienced, but now, you know, it's time to start a new life. And that is merely impossible without acknowledging what just happened. <laughs> like you have to deal with the pain. You have to deal with the hurt. Because for me, I was believing God to come through for a job and for stability 
here. And I wasn't able to go all in with my faith because I started to view God through my disappointment. And that was because I hadn't really dealt with it. I haven't hadn't acknowledged the fact that I was disappointed and that I was partly disappointed with God. <laughs> and so it was very much so like I had to sit down and have an actual conversation and say, yo, God, um, I'm really struggling to move in my faith and to use my faith and to go all in with you because there's a fear that the bottom of my life is going to drop out again. It's like when you buy a box from the store and you have to fold it and put it together. It's like you're really careful with what you put in that box because you don't want the bottom of it to fall out. And that's how I was living life. I was completely um, apprehensive and slow and um, timid as it related to my faith process because I didn't want to feel that pain again. I didn't want to experience that pain. Although I wasn't acknowledging it, I knew what it felt like and I didn't want to experience what disappointment felt like again. And so it started with having an honest conversation with God and walking through. Um, it, It started with understanding that I needed to go to counseling, that I needed to process what was going on and completely open and deal like be open and deal with how I was feeling and how certain things made me feel and so um it definitely was a process I remember the first public honest moment I had which was really a breakthrough for me because like I shared previously I couldn't create and I am creative by nature and I just didn't have the ability to create anything and I remember for my 28th birthday I created this video where I wrote um a poem or Yeah, I guess we could call it a poem. I wrote a poem to 27. Like, 27 was a tough year. (laughs) I had experienced all this stuff, and it was called My Ode to 27, and how I just was completely honest. Not all the way honest, but it was my first honest moment with myself and one that I openly shared with the world. And I made this video. I had my friends shoot me, like, walking around the park with my head down and all these weird shots. And I remember in in the poem, I expressed that I had considered suicide. And people were calling my parents. It's like, is Brenda okay? And what is going on? <laughs> and it was crazy because I couldn't believe that I had openly expressed that one to myself and also like something that I shared with the world. But I think because I had moved to LA and it was seemingly such a great move, I had to be honest that everything about it wasn't great. And that while I was experiencing some highs, I was also experiencing some lows. And um, I remember the poem said, uh, suicide considered. And that was something that I was not going to keep in there, but I felt like it was a truth that I had to acknowledge with God and myself that there were days that I felt like I had nothing to live for and I considered it. And although it was a tough moment, it was a step, um, it was a step to start my process. It was a step to not die there because while it was something that I never talked about out loud, even with myself, it was something that I did consider on the inside. And so my honest moment started there. And the reality is, um, while I expressed that a relationship with God is the most important thing, you can't have true relationship without honesty. And so I had to be open with how I felt about everything. And so for you guys, I'm just saying that the first step to not die in there, because we not dying in our broken place. The first step is being honest being honest with yourself and being honest with God about how you truly feel and then and then open being open to having like going to counseling I am an advocate for therapy it helped me um I didn't go a lot 
um, probably as much as I needed to, but it, it was a major step in helping me to realize and unpack how I felt. I remember expressing to her that I would get angry, especially when things would go wrong here or something would happen. I would get angry all over again. And she gave me this process where she told me to write down every time I was angry, why I was angry in the moment. Like, what is it that is causing anger to rise up? And then it helped me to identify my triggers. And, um, I loved how she would basically helped me replace a a lie from the enemy with the truth from God. And so like, that would be a great process and a great um, exercise for you guys um, in starting to like just unpack the broken places because the reality is we get into a groove where we learn how to function in our brokenness and essentially we end up dying there because we don't even acknowledge that we were there and so you just have to be open and honest like God is not you know he's sensitive to how we feel but you he already knows everything so he's just waiting on you to come to him with those honest moments so he can heal them like things you have to reveal things so that they can be healed so that's our first step we got to be honest with ourselves and honest with God so that we can move forward and get out of the broken place. Second thing is understanding or figuring out or processing why you're stuck there, right? So for me, part of the reason I was stuck is because I wasn't acknowledging that I was broken. I didn't acknowledge, I didn't want to acknowledge um, that the strong friend wasn't as strong as she was portraying to be. I didn't um, want to acknowledge that something had genuinely hurt and broken me um, because sometimes we feel like it makes us weak. I think sometimes it it also makes us feel like we're disloyal to God and we don't really trust him um, if we are honest about how we feel it's like no it's okay to acknowledge that in this moment I feel weak in this moment I'm hurt and it doesn't make me less of a Christian it doesn't mean I don't have faith that God's gonna get me through it because I'm acknowledging the reality of what a situation is and so I think the next step is figuring out why you're stuck sometimes we're stuck because we've found our identity in our brokenness and we don't know how to see ourselves outside of it I know for me I completely lost myself in it and didn't even realize it until I was like yo I even like all the way down to little things and just like caring about how I dressed and who I like how I showed up in a room I wasn't really showing up in rooms I was in the room and I was shrinking I was hiding um I was I had completely closed myself off because I think I was doing anything to not put myself in a situation where I would have to feel that hurt again. And so even um, in church, I was going to church here, but I wasn't engaged. I would just like go to church, get the word and leave, which is completely outside of my character because I like, I love church. (laughs) I love the community that church brings. And so I had to start to process why I was stuck. And basically at the root of it, it was fear. It was a fear of not wanting to ever experience that level of hurt again and I was doing whatever I needed to do to make sure I didn't. So it meant not really being open into new relationships and new friendships. And um, yeah, just kind of closing myself off to the world. I was um, eating Chipotle and Chick-fil-A and watching all the TV that I had missed over the course of the year. And that's basically what I was doing. I would go out like with my friend, but I would like be buried in my phone. I wouldn't engage in conversation. I wasn't trying to meet new people. I was definitely um, buried in my in my broken place because I didn't want to have to do anything that would cause or open me up to be broken again. And so, yeah, you got to identify what those things are for you personally. Like, what is it that's causing you to be stuck in that place? Because we're not dying here, y'all. We're not, we're not doing it. I think the third thing 
um, was once I was honest with God and honest with myself and realized the reason, identified the root into why I was stuck in that place, um, I think I got back on track and started, you know, developing a genuine, um, heartfelt relationship with God. Because although I had a strong relationship while I was going through it, once I got out of it, we had some issues because I needed to understand why I had to go through that. <laughs> and I think we have this misconception as believers that when we're living right and we're doing what God is asking us, that we don't have to go through anything. And I think that's where the disappointment comes from. Cause I don't know where we came, where that came from. Like Jesus was born to die. Like his whole purpose was to die. And I think we fail to realize that as we accept Christ, it comes with sacrifices. It comes with persecution. It comes with us um, having to deal with things to build us into the person that God ultimately created us to be. And so once I got back on track in relationship, then it became um, an obedience thing, right? All the way down to the very last moment of last week when I had to press send on making my podcast go live. Um, but it started with baby steps. It started with me. I remember one time I went to a small group session where I didn't know anybody. And God had me share my story with this girl because she was struggling with forgiving um, her boyfriend. And God in that moment said, share it. And I'm like, share what? Because <laughs> in my mind, it was something that I experienced, but it was something and it was something that made me grow but it was something I was never gonna have to talk about especially publicly um I remember sharing it with my hairstylist like who is now one of my closest friends and I didn't even know her shared my entire life with her and it was crazy because God was having me share in all these little spaces and I never realized that it would lead to sharing it in a big one but I think in that moment my healing was definitely locked and um attached to me sharing in those moments it started to release a lot of shame that I carry which now knowing would ultimately lead up to me having to share it openly on my podcast, which I didn't ever intend to do. And obedience was necessary. It also looked like going to places that he would tell me to go to. I spent a lot of time when I first moved to LA at the house of prayer in Pasadena. Um, I met, like we communed, it, it, it started to um regenerate and reignite my fire for God and just basically ultimately prepare me for this moment. Because what I later learned is that the broken places that we experience are not for us. It's to prove um, who God is and that if he could bring me out of it, he could definitely bring you out of it. And so no, maybe you didn't experience something as traumatic as me or your situation looked completely different, but it is still a testament that whatever you're going through, that God would bring you out of it. And so obedience looked like sharing whenever he would ask me to share. Sometimes it would be completely random and I didn't understand, but I noticed that over time, the more I would share it, it went from more it went from less of me reliving the situation and more of me to understanding why it had to happen and understanding how I grew from it and being able to help people find lessons for their life in it and then I started to understand like oh this is me overcoming by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony and every time I would share it I would get stronger in sharing it and it would become there would be like the sense of boldness and understanding and confidence in who God was and how he brought me through which ultimately led up to me being able to share it um last week in the in the first episode of the podcast and so guys I don't want us to die in our broken places there have been moments where I have you know where I have um almost just been stuck there but but being honest with myself and being honest with God and understanding why I was stuck there and identifying that root and getting to the bottom of it and making sure doing the taking the necessary steps to work through and work my way out of it and then thirdly being obedient doing what God says even if it's uncomfortable even when it hurts because if I'm completely honest with y'all it was almost not an episode 
episode too, okay? But I understand that this is not about me and it's bigger than how I feel in the moment. It's about um, proving that God is real and that he never leaves us, he never forsakes us and whatever we're going through, even when it looks dark and we can't see our way out, that he will bring us through. And so fourthly, it's about having the right people around you. Having um, a circle around you of people that you could lean on and people who can see you when you don't want to be seen. I remember a time where I was drowning in my broken place, guys, literally drowning and completely unaware. I spent four days in the bed. I was completely depressed and I had a roommate who could see me even though I didn't want to be seen. And oh, it kind of makes me still cry. So I try to make it through it, but I remember for four days straight, I wouldn't get out the bed. And I remember her knocking on my door at least three times a day, every day. And she's like, Brenda, just checking on you, making sure you're okay. And man, I remember just like saying yes. I would talk to my mom on the phone, but it would be very brief all the time. And she would keep asking me, you know, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, because sometimes guys, you need people who will fight for you when you can't fight for yourself. And every day she knocked on my door for four days straight. And finally I got up only because she had got on my nerves. (laughs) I was like, if I don't get up out, like if I don't come out the room, she's not going to let it go. And so I remember like, okay, like I'll watch TV with you because if anybody knows me, like I watch TV all the time. Like it's, it's, I enjoy it. <laughs> and so it was weird that I was like not coming out of my room. And so I finally made it to the couch and watched TV. I still wasn't really talking much to her and she just sat there with me. Like, and it's like, I could sense that she could feel the heaviness, but she wasn't like, prying she was just in the moment with me and I think it's very important that when you are in a broken place and sometimes it's un it's unrecognizable to you um because you've learned to cope with even the low moments you gotta have people that will get down in that moment with you but not to sit in it with you but to pull you out and I'm grateful that God sent me friends who do that for me often often um because sometimes things get tough and sometimes moments get hard and sometimes they get low and sometimes I know for me I just go into a ball because I don't even know how to articulate how I feel and so she kept fighting for me it went from letting me sit on the couch for a couple of hours and then it's like hey like let's go get some ice cream like let's go let's just go get ice cream And I actually love ice cream. And so at first I wasn't getting dressed. I was like, oh, I'm going to just throw these sweats on. And then something in me was like, put on clothes. And so I put on clothes and we went to get ice cream and we went to this, um, this lake by our house and we just walked around the lake. And before I knew it, I was crying and expressing how I felt. And I didn't even know I needed that. Um, and so I think a major step and a major reason that I didn't die in my broken place is because God sent me people who were ultimately, I mean, relatively strangers, but they had God's heart 
and they loved me out of my broken place because um when I shut down I'm like a complete shutdown it's strong it is really strong and God sent me people in my life to fight for me and people who got down in my broken place with me and helped to pull me out whether it was just allowing me to have a conversation whether it was walking me through what the reality of forgiveness really looked like and so while God will allow people to be there for you I also think it's an expression of who he is but sometimes when we're in our broken places it feels like God is not there and I know for me like although he was getting me through it there were moments where I felt so alone and I think sometimes that's what um for me even in as it related to sharing my testimony there is a part of me that was so afraid to do it because I I I had a fear that I would be alone in it that the whatever would happen after I shared it even while sharing it is that I would be alone and so the scripture that helped me to overcome that was Psalms 34 and 18 it says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit and ultimately The way that we don't die in our broken place is that God saves us. Sometimes he sends a person. Sometimes he sends a word. Sometimes it is the most random act that shakes you and helps you to realize that you are in a broken place. And it helps us to understand that he is always near and that he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. And I know some of you may be in the middle of your broken place right now. You may be experiencing the the act of being broken and you're asking God, God, where are you? Where are you? And he's saying, I'm right there in the middle of your broken place with you. And if you just have an honest moment with me, if you have an honest moment with yourself, if you just find out why you're stuck here, let's explore it together and why you're stuck here. And when I give you a command, if you just obey and if you embrace those that I have surrounded your life with, then we will make it out of this broken place. You don't have to die here. You don't have to die here. Guys, it is my prayer that my brokenness has served as a bow that will launch your arrow of healing in this moment. And so I am praying that I have said something in today's episode that has put your life in perspective. There's this amazing song that I love by Dante Bow that I think would definitely minister to your heart in this moment. And it's called Potter and Friend. And it basically just talks about how God turns the broken things and makes them beautiful. And so that is my hope and my prayer that as we are on this journey, that as we make it out of our broken places and into purpose, that God will turn the broken things and make them beautiful. I love you guys. And this is Life in Perspective.